we are hoping to show you just what is possible out there in our strange and wondrous world. One of the dogs started to howl. Almost immediately, all 400 dogs that were there started to howl along with it. We travel for business. We travel for pleasure. The conditions can change so quickly and it became very challenging to maneuver that kayak. We travel to expand our minds. Of course, the most dangerous animal in Africa is the hippo. More people are killed by hippos than anything else. Whether it's one state over. I was looking for a longer treatment, like 90 days, six months, and my treatment plan was to go hike the Appalachian Trail. Or halfway around the globe this fantastic high desert. You watch the sky at night, so you just see the Milky Way and shooting stars. If the world's a book, why only read one page? I'm Elizabeth Hill, and you're listening to a WAMC Northeast Public Radio production. This is Postcards from the Road. Over the past two centuries, the United States has evolved in ways we could have never imagined from its natural views to its unmatched history. National Geographic has released a new collection highlighting its legendary photo archives. Delivering an up-close and personal view of the country, titled America the Beautiful, a story in photographs. Susan Goldberg is the editor-in-chief of National Geographic and the editorial director of National Geographic Partners. We discussed this new collection spanning 130 years and encompassing all 50 states, six territories, and Washington, D.C. I asked Goldberg if current events played a part in the photographs chosen. Well, you know, it's, that's very interesting. Um, you know, these are photographs taken from the National Geographic Archives, um, and those archives span three centuries, the 19th, the 20th, and the 21st. So many of the pictures, you know, are not brand new pictures at all. Where you can see, you know, the more immediate pictures uh, is in National Geographic magazine and, of course, across all of our digital platforms. We certainly do have pictures that talk about the nation's racial reckoning, but they're not from this year. For instance, we've had a lot of pictures of the March on Washington. Uh, that occurred in August. We've had a lot of pictures of some of the protests that have gone on. You will continue to see those sorts of uh, photographs um, throughout the remainder, of course, of this year and as events unfold. But we don't have a lot of those pictures in this book. So when we started producing a book that we knew was going to come out in the fall of 2020, we knew it was going to be published right in the middle of what was sure to be and has proved to be an incredibly divisive election, right, kind of an ugly atmosphere. Uh, What we didn't expect, of course, was that it was going to be produced in the middle of a pandemic, uh, nor nor the racial reckoning uh, conversation going on, uh, difficult but necessary conversation. So what I think people can take away from this book as you page through it is, you know, it's a reminder how beautiful our country is, how vast it is how diverse it is, both in its landscape and its people. Uh, It kind of harkens back maybe to a simpler time. And one of the things I really like is that it uses the poem, America the Beautiful, which many people really think is kind of our unofficial national anthem. Uh, And it uses those words throughout the book, and it really illustrates what the book is about. So, for example, when this is the poem that we all know, we all know the first stanza, Oh, beautiful for spacious skies. But when the writer, Catherine Lee Bates, in 1893, when she wrote this, 
talks about for amber waves of grain, she's talking about what she felt like when she first saw Kansas. And when she writes about for purple mountain majesties, that's her impression the first time she saw the Rocky Mountains. And so that's the sense you get. I do think it's great for the armchair traveler because many of us aren't even traveling nationally now, let alone internationally. It contains 300 photographs featuring images from all 50 states, six territories, and Washington, D.C. I was just really taken back by the composition of the book itself, the photographs that you chose to put on opposing pages. One that came to mind, and I don't know why it stuck out so much, was bundled newborns arranged for a portrait in a hospital in Florida. And then opposite that, you had paddlers linking their canoes, kind of in a similar way, in a national park in South Carolina. What was your thought process in pairing these images together? Was it meant to be paired together? Oh, yeah. I mean, as you go through the book, you will see a lot of paired pages. And these are sort of visual juxtapositions. You know, there's a there's a picture uh, that I'm looking at right now, one of one of these pairings. And on the right side, you know, it shows a grizzly bear sow and her cub, right, kind mm-hmm. of in a close embrace. And on the other side of the page, it shows, you know, two friends kind of in a similar kind of embrace, two human friends, right? And those pictures are paired together. So when you see the pictures paired together, there's always going to be something either about the composition of the photo or the design of the photo or the shapes and spaces. There's another one I really like that shows a natural rock arch in Michigan. So it forms forms this beautiful arch, and it's paired with a photo of the interior of a church, which also has that almost exact same shape as an arch in the church. And I think those kinds of juxtapositions, visual sort of playfulness, if you will, it stops you, it makes you look harder, it kind of makes you contemplate the pictures. Putting together these photographs, have you started making a bucket list of where you're going to next? (laughs) I know that list gets longer every day. Every day I don't travel, there's another place I want to go. Well, like I said, I do think this book serves to remind you of the physical beauty of the country. I don't know if you've ever driven across the country, um, but I have done it several times. And as you do it, you come to realize the country is so vast and so varied and so different. You know, when you you go place to place, the people are different, the way the air feels is different, the horizon line is different, the weather, you know, the weather patterns are so different. And this book reminds you of that. There are so many beautiful places in the country, though. It's hard to single anything, any one place out, but I must admit I'm a little bit partial to those photos out of Colorado. (laughs) I've been to about 10 countries at this point, and every time I go abroad, everyone is just so enamored by the natural beauty of the United States. And they make sure to make it a point to say that we're so lucky to live in the country that we live in. Well, it's true. And I mean, the poem itself, Catherine Lee Bates' America, the Beautiful Poem, talks about from sea to shining sea. And if you think about the United States in terms of geography, really, we were so blessed, right? We have, we're so different from Europe. And you can really look at it as a true geographic advantage in terms of the development of the country. We have, you know, an ocean on two sides, right? On the east and on the west, there's an ocean. We're not surrounded by enemies. And then we have friendly countries 
right? Our, our neighbors, mm. you know, to the north and to the south. And that is such a different situation from what you see in Europe, Europe and Asia and so many other parts of the world. And, you know, I think this, this book kind of reminds you of that, too. On top of photographs, you also feature remarks from prominent citizens, from journalists like Katie Couric to athletes like LeBron James, politicians, Mitt Romney. What were some of your favorite remarks made? You know, I love that because people talked in such personal terms about mostly the states that they came from, although sometimes the states that they've lived in for so long. Mitt Romney, he, he talked about Utah, although he's actually from Michigan. But I guess I have to say LeBron James' quote is one of my favorites, and I can read it. It's very short. Uh, you know, LeBron James, world-famous athlete, multimillionaire, basketball player. Yeah. And he wrote, before anyone ever cared where I would play basketball, I was a kid from Northeast Ohio. In Northeast Ohio, nothing is given. Everything is learned. You work for what you have. No matter where I go in the world, Ohio will always be home. And I just think in a couple of sentences, he captured so beautifully what many of us feel about where it was that we came from. And, you know, I used to be the editor of the Plain Dealer, the newspaper, uh, largest newspaper in Ohio. And, um, you know, we covered LeBron James. You know, he is from Ohio, and he played for the Cavaliers for a long time, the basketball team there. And, you know, he really is from there and of there and has remained rooted there. And there's something so refreshing and so heartwarming about that, and I just love what he wrote. In past interviews, you talked about bringing on more female contributors to National Geographic. Were you able to do that with this book? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we were very very deliberate in the voices that we chose. I mean, not only do we have, you know, lots of lots of female voices, but we have a very diverse group of people um, talking about the country. You know, we need to reflect the country that we live in, and it is an incredibly diverse country. You know, I think 2020 will be the first year when the majority of people under the age of 18 in the United States are people of color not people who are white. So our country, you know, diversity is a story happening in real time in the United States. And we need to reflect that in the photos we chose and in the voices we highlighted. Is there anything else that you would like to add? I just, you know, I think we are, we are living in a difficult moment right now in, uh, around the world as well as in the United States. And, you know, this book is a little bit of an antidote to that. There. You look at it and you are reminded, not as I, not only as I said before, about the beauty, but also of the nation's resiliency. And I think it is kind of an inspirational takeaway that you can get from looking through a book like this. It, it makes you feel good. And, you know, we will get through this time and we will get back to traveling. And, you know, not just across the United States, but across the world. And this just reminds you of all of the riches that are out there um, waiting for us to rediscover. And my last question, what, as the editor-in-chief and as somebody who's been involved in the industry for years, what advice do you have for students and the younger audience that want to break into this at such a divisive time? Who want to be journalists, you mean? Journalists or photographers? I think we're in a moment that has showed that getting stories and printing them 
essentially on any platform. I, I say that, I say printing, but I really mean publishing on any platform. It's, it, it couldn't be more important. You know, we need to seek the truth of what is going on and to, you know, shine our light onto problems so they can be fixed and also onto people who are doing wonderful things that are making a difference, that are making the world a better place so their actions can be emulated and can, you know, can be the source of inspiration for others. I think that's what we can do as journalists, whether photographers or writers or editors, is to make sure we, you know, we tell the truth and we publish it. And it is a very important moment in the United States, you know, that, that people understand that journalism, uh, people who practice journalism, they are not the enemies of people. We are the eyes and the ears for what is going on. And people need to pay attention to those true stories and then, you know, act with their conscience. We were speaking with Susan Goldberg, editor-in-chief of National Geographic and editorial director of National Geographic Partners. National Geographic's new book, America the Beautiful, A Story in Photographs, is available now. Postcards from the Road is a production of WAMC Northeast Public Radio. Our theme music is Cherry Blossom Wonders by Kevin McLeod. I am your host and producer, Elizabeth Hill. As always, if you like what you hear, subscribe on your audio app of choice. Visit wamcpodcasts.org for more information. If you'd like to share your travel story with postcards, email us at postcards at wamc.org.